Thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. A quick intro, Sarah Wade is um, a great friend of mine, also a client, um, and she's had a fantastic uh, career and journey and, and has now taken the plunge to be self-employed and she's just one of those amazing networkers. So I thought with all those you know, key things there, um, she'd be a great person to bring onto the show. So first of all, Sarah, I'd love you to just share with me and our listeners about your um, career path and your journey so far. Sure. Thank you for having me. Great to speak with you. Uh, my background um, has been in sports marketing and sponsorship management. So I've always had a keen interest in sport and um, originally wanted to be a sports journalist, but I was academic at school and sort of uh, took towards, you know, the, the business side of um, subjects into, into university in which I majored in marketing and then later into sports management. So I, I kind of forged a career in, um, in sports sponsorship, having worked at Melbourne Racing Club um, into AFL where I spent the majority of my career. And then four years ago, I moved uh, to Sydney. And during my couple of years, um, early stages here, I worked across a sports marketing agency and then spent some time in, with the NRL. And it was about 18 months ago that I decided I w I'd kind of had enough of that working, you know, for the governing body side. And I just wanted some time out to think about what it was that I wanted to do. And I kind of came to this realisation that I, I, I kind of wasn't sure in terms of which path to take, but I knew what I, did, I didn't want to go back into. So it kind of led me to, to start picking up some contract work. And I think it was it was in a, a meeting with you, in fact, that I kind of realised that, you know, maybe this is not such a bad idea to go out on my own. Why do I need to be in a, a fix or look for the next full-time opportunity when there are a number of opportunities out there that I could potentially consult or contract to? So hence, 12 months ago, I launched my own business in Suede Management, um, offering services across um, not just the sports industry, but... Um, applying my sales, marketing and sort of partnership management skills across a array of different brands and industries. And um, so what was the most, I guess, what was the biggest surprise to you going through that process of going from self being employed and having that corporate role where you've got your regular salary and, and whatnot to going out and starting your own business? Look, I think you have to wear many hats um, when you do start your own business. You're everything from, you know, the, the brains behind the ideation to the admin. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges I had to start with was actually, you know, starting up a website and, and building a social media account and, you know, developing your own um, communication platforms. And I think when I launched um, January last year, my email had crashed on the first day and my website wasn't working. So I think when I've come from big sporting organisations where you have the benefit of having different departments to, to support you, you feel very exposed when you do go back out on your own, um, and I think I think that that was a that was a highlight to me. Going, you you have to do everything, but I think the other one is more just the uncertainty. It's um it's very daunting going out on your own and going. Well, I don't know when my next client's going to come, or I don't know when I'm going to get paid next. And I think missing that stability is that big difference between you know owning your own business um, and and working for an organisation. So you had to get the hustle on. Absolutely. Um, if, if there was anything you would change, if you were to go back to yourself in like 12 months ago and say, this needs to be done differently, what, what do you think it would be if there was anything you would change differently, even, even in your past and your career? Like, if there was something you would want to give advice to, sorry, I'll re rephrase that. If there was a way to give yourself advice, what would it be? 
I think it's probably knowing your value and your worth. I think sometimes you can go into things and underestimate your value because um, particularly when you're starting up your own business that you, you might underprice yourself in terms of because you just want the work. I think that's one thing. But I think two is A, having a, like a clear purpose and plan about what you, you want to achieve and almost setting those goals higher than you, you would actually expect um, to achieve in your first year. I think I probably undercooked that in some respects and probably probably the other thing is yeah just back yourself and actually um I think I think one of the biggest learnings um in the last sort of 12 18 months is that I think I positioned myself too narrowly so I kind of told people this is what I do when really as I started to pick up new clients I ended up expanding my scope of work with them purely because I started to work out and realize what I what I knew so I think that's probably another thing that probably comes back to the goal and the purpose going, what, what is it that you offer? What do you want to achieve? What are you selling? Um, and I think that was a big learning for me as well. They're really important um, key parts to building a business. But the one thing you said earlier the, initially was, you know, your sense of worth and don't sell yourself. And we often can do that. I remember when I first started my business so many years ago, but I, I look back at, the pricing, my pricing structure, and I was incredibly undervaluing myself. And it is that, you know, desperation kind of thing. It doesn't need to be. I mean, we've had conversations about this. You pulled me up on this. <laughs> no, your work. So I, that is... As I, as I look at, you know, new quotes and, and briefs now, is that advice yes. for you to say, like, let's have a think about this. What are you worth in market value if you to go back out into the, our corporate organisation? So you need to equate that and position that back. And it's, it's you, you're selling yourself, your own brand, mm-hmm. and your experience and skills. So I think sometimes we do underestimate ourselves in fear of getting rejected on that quote. Um, so that's been a massive learning. Yeah. And I, I hope that if anyone's listening, that is the um, best piece of advice when you are starting out your business is um, know what your worth is and that, it, you know, bring it back to the market value. What will, what are we being priced out as in that business model that I was working in? You know, we all, businesses do have that kind of model. Is that this service is going to be costing the company this. So we've got to work out what that is for ourselves to put that on the table. Um, and that brings me to another question, and I don't think I um, brought it up, or maybe I did in the email when we were talking, you know, preparing for this podcast, was negotiating. I know that you have had, because you bring, you do some consulting work, so you part of your business is actually giving them a scope of works and then, um, you know, price model. And you would have to negotiate. What are the biggest uh, lessons that you've had in terms of negotiating and improving those skills? Um, I, there's been a, a few different scenarios this year, but I think it's almost going into it with more than one alternative. Um, so you might have an idea about what you want out of the negotiation, but you've got to know or understand what the other party wants out of it and almost have an option A, B and C to negotiate. So if it's no, but, um, Mm. I think that's probably one thing. I think that's another learning in terms of I probably would have only had one solution in my mind about what I want, but that's not a negotiation. Mm. Yeah. Having options, know know your audience, um, understand what they might be seeking out of it, do your research and then go in with three potential options that, you, that in the end you'd be happy with in terms yeah. of you know three uh, you know outcomes um that you could you could be comfortable moving forward with yeah 
And the other skill that you have um, really honed in on, and I've seen you at work, so I'm, you're amazing, is your networking. Um, so when you're, when you're on, I use the word, you're sort of out there on the hustle, because mm -hmm. that's what you do when you're self-employed, you've actually got to constantly be looking at what's coming into the pipeline. If there's nothing there, you've got to create it, right? So you create it out of something, which usually is getting out there and networking, and you've created a lot of events. Um, and you probably, I have to say, one of the best networkers I've seen. Um, can you give us some tips and uh, maybe examples or ideas on how to polish those networking skills? Yeah, I think it's interesting during this COVID times where we don't actually have the event. So it's more email based and, and phone calls and um, sort of connecting with people via that. But I find I'm more comfortable in a face-to-face -face, um, environment and that's where I come from an events-based um, background, I guess, where we've had a lot of functions. And I think that's where I've built a lot of trusted relationships over the years when you get to know people in a face-to-face -face environment. Um, so I think my advice would be to put yourself out there and, and perhaps go to those things that you might feel uncomfortable with, or even if you're going alone, but just show up. Um, I think it's it's important to when you're talking with new people is to, to show interest and ask questions about what they do. Um, and I think, you know, the follow-up is, is just as important too. It's, it's no use going to collect business cards and meet people if you're not actually going to follow up. And I'm not, I'm not meaning hit up every person that, you, you know, got a business card on the night, but I think where you find um, some mutual connection um, with somebody that, you know, they think that there might be an opportunity to discuss further, then that's something that you should follow up. But I think it's putting yourself in those positions um, to meet people. But I think, yeah, relationships have been key in, in terms of, where how I built my business and referrals as well so mm -hmm. that's probably where the networking is really important yeah and do you have any tips on how you remember because I know I've been to events and you just you go meet lots of people and then you get home and you've got these business cards and you're going which one which guy was that or which woman was that and just is there a way of you because you're great you remember names and I'm always going I remember faces I always remember faces and and I think sometimes when you see somebody out of context you're like well, I know the face but where do I know and as soon as you start talking like oh that's right so I'm probably not as good with names but I think backgrounds and stories stories help if you can you know remember someone by a story and that's where I think the sport and entertainment industry in terms of the way you meet them it's always around great you know, networking environments. So it's been easy to establish relationships. It might be harder in different corporate organisations to, mm -hmm. to find a mutual connection um, or interest outside of the work topic. So I think, um, yeah, the best relationships are when you when you can start to find out more of them as about a person as well. Right. That's great. That's a great tip. So, yeah, because, I mean, I've, as I said, I've come from the corporate world and the finance world. Um, yours is sporting. It is a very, they can be very different environments mm -hmm. and I find my favorite type of networking is when we're at the races because it's you know whereas when you're in a room full of suits um, it's very hard to, to find what someone else's yeah. personal loves and what their family are like or whatever to really get that connection yeah. so that's a bit of a challenge but I, I'm gonna step up for that one when, when COVID-19 is <laughs> I think it is timing too. It's pick your time and your moment when you're networking too. You're not going to go and hit up everybody in a room as well. So I think there's some tact around it. Um, yeah. But that's probably, yeah, some of the advice. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I want to ask more because obviously sensibility is about money as well. 
it's more on a money uh, conversation now, just sort of moving from the startup and you're, you're you know, fantastic at networking and you're a great negotiator. Um, they're really important things to have when you're starting up a business. But the finance side and getting all of that right, has that been a challenge for you in terms of managing cash flow, understanding how tax works or, you know, um, the ins and outs of contracts and whatnot? I think that the key to that is um, is seeking the right advice in terms of I think when I met you, I didn't really realise it was a possibility or, you know, to be able to set up your business or how to go about it. I think having a financial advisor and a, a reputable accountant, um, you, you know, they're key in terms of establishing your business because there's, there's elements that I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't know how to approach. So have, seeking the right advice mm-hmm. um, is the key to that. Um, I mean, in terms of cash flow management, yeah, I think um, there were some real challenges at the start, um, and that comes back to having the plan. And if you are going to go out like this, this was something that I just, I, I didn't really plan for. I think a lot of people with side hustles might, you know, save and and prepare to to leave their, you know, their their day to day corporate job to start up and have a plan behind. I didn't, um, so it made cash flow to begin with um, quite difficult, but. I think that led to making, you know, some compromises around lifestyle and, and you know, and other personal choices um, to accommodate for that financial, you know, balance during that early times. Um, mm. it really, it really was about compromising. Yeah. Would you do anything different? Like again, similar question to before, but again on the finance side of things. I think I think I would have. Um, I, I think it was probably just assuming that I'd get more work. Um, earlier on than than what I did, so just probably being a bit more um, I don't know frugal around uh, my my spending and my living situation and and all of that going into a business. I I, I probably underestimated the time that it would t- it would take to pick up some sustainable work, which mm. really impacted me financially. We I have to say, and I've said this to you before, you have done so well so quickly because a lot of startup businesses take you know a good. 18 to 24 months before they actually find their feet and feel like they're not, you know, scurrying along to, to get, you know, momentum. You've kind of really managed to approach it very well and kept your head on your sanity because it can be quite a scary time. So I think for, for you, your business has been quite a success, even though you've kind of, you know, you may not feel it like initially, looking back from my experience and the businesses that I've set up myself and other clients that I have you've done very well in in that short period of time you've managed to get through way through all that the trouble or you know the challenges and the hiccups along the way and Mm -hmm. um, get through it which is fantastic that's it is a challenge especially the financial side of it if you are used to having the regular income and then all of a sudden on these contracts to come through and Mm -hmm. the sudden that contracts being you know shut down or whatever the case may be that can be quite a challenge um and i have to say yes advice is imperative so you know as i've i've given advice to you along the way but there are every you know there are financial advisors and there are accountants that can help people with at the startup stage and getting all of that information right is really important um now finally now there's actually two more questions i wanted to ask you um what advice would you give anyone who's looking to start a new business? I know you kind of answered some of these questions. So if there's anything else that you could think of in regards to that? I think you just got to, as 
you know, outside of having, you know, the, the obvious clear plan and purpose and objectives and not undervaluing yourself. I think we covered off some of that, but I think it's be prepared to do the hard work. Um, it's not going to come to you. Um, I think that's, that's sort of what I've learned. You have to go out after it. Um, yes. You'll be prepared to do that. It's, and that's probably you know, the challenging thing, but I would say to anyone doing that, it, it's, you know, it's so rewarding working for yourself. Um, yes. And I think that's the, you know, the freedom and the flexibility that you get of working from yourself. Um, and I think the reward for me looking back, uh, you know, after my first 12 months, like I, I didn't realise it until I sort of got to Christmas time to go, oh, wow, like I, looking at back what I achieved in year one, like I went from zero clients and no income for three or four months to having a number of clients have had completed some really um, successful and high quality work and projects. So I think that was kind of a nice reminder of why you do work so hard and that you are going to have tough days. Um, and I think, I think probably the other thing from a financial perspective is, is, is around the cash flow that like you, you've got to be prepared for the, the things that you, you, you know, almost don't expect and have that sort of savings behind you. I mean, I, I ended up having to go and have shoulder surgery for, um, it was out for a couple of weeks. I couldn't work. So those sort of key moments are things like you go, well, you didn't plan for this. Um, you don't get annual leave, you don't get sick leave. So you really need to think about that financially, about what you need to be earning and, and have that sort of savings bank behind you mm. in case the unexpected happens. Because yes. you don't have a business or a corporate, you know, um, entitlements to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. That's actually quite an um, interesting time that we're in now. Many of us actually go, ah, here comes the rainy day that I may not have been prepared for. You know, with COVID nineteen, a lot of businesses are going. Well, we haven't we haven't got that cash flow to keep going. Thank God we've got the stimulus package. And I do digress, but it's very important to actually be prepared. Um, like uh, individuals, we always should have that savings, you know, um, to fall back on. So do businesses. So we kind of need to do that too. I think I said to you the other week that um, you know during this this tough time, it's a tough time for everyone. I actually feel more resilient having been through this last year starting up a business like I, I felt like I've experienced this before yeah this time it's, um, it's not just me there's a number if you're, of you're in it you're in it with everyone else whether you're a sole trader or a contractor or a full-time or a casual everyone's feeling this right now so mm. I think that is kind of the beauty of going like you kind of build that resilience and I can respond um, I guess the way I'm reacting to things now is you know quicker and um, more agile because of the fact that I have done this and started on my own so I'm not I think the fear it's not as fearful this time around yeah actually it's it's really um true what you're saying there's I'm thinking of my clients and I've got you know I'm, I'm on the phone a lot I've actually had to put on you know a lot of work on hold with existing financial plans because every day there's a new client I'm not a, a new case with a client an existing client in a situation that are usually quite panicked because of their financial position with COVID-19 and not one of my clients that are self-employed actually are in that state of panic as opposed to the ones that actually are because they've not experienced that you know period of time where you go through and like okay it's pretty shit at the moment excuse my language but time will tell we'll get through it and you do build that resilience and that sort of thick skin so to speak during those times but right now there's people going who've never experienced it and they're going through that little bit of a panic and i my job is to go 
you'll get through it. You'll get through it. And you know. So you're telling you're telling yourself what I'm telling my clients is yeah. temporary. It's only, you know, it's it's a little season and we'll get through it. And it's not the end of the world. Um, and that's important advice because I do think it does, being self-employed does create a sense of resilience. We do get um, thicker skin. We can handle Absolutely. challenging situations. And the discipline that we learn over time as well because you do have to, you do have to hustle, but you have to be disciplined to work from home and, yeah. to, you know, not to be doing a lot of work and actually not be paid for it. Like that, you know, is unheard of in the corporate world. Like, you know, when you started setting up your social media pages and building your website and setting up all that, you know, that that's all before income comes in and actually costs, it comes at a cost. So there's a lot of things there for anyone who is wanting to start up a business. I think we've given Hope we're not scaring people off because it is also such a rewarding experience, especially when you get to that point 12 months later and you look back and go, wow, I've done it. And you've got that flexibility and the freedom to work when you want, where you want, and who is amazing as well. So you've been able to bring in all of these new contracts and choose who you want to work with. And my final question I was going to ask you, because um, you've had quite a journey from you know, working in many corporations to then being self-employed, if you were to go back to your former self, your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give her? I probably would say I just have the confidence now, you know, and I know confidence comes with experience, right? But if you could instill that confidence in what you know now um, around how to approach situations, around how to deal with people, around how to network, if you had that injection of confidence back then, it would make things a lot easier. Um, I think the other one would be, you know, aim higher than you thought. Like, I think you can become too complacent with your goals and, you know, potentially I stayed, you know, maybe too long at the AFL after eight years. So it's having those stretch targets each time. But I guess be true to yourself and follow your passion too. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the other one that, you know, I would probably say to myself back then is like, don't spend time worrying about what people think of you and what, you know, around how you approach your work or, or your thoughts. Don't be afraid to speak up um, with your ideas. Um, and I think, yeah, don't you know, take things personally. And it can be very easily um, easy to, to fall into that, um, particularly when, like, you know, having, having been a female that grew up in a male-dominated um, environment, um, it's like you can't take things personally and, you know, you've just got to have the courage and strength to... To move on and, and, and try and differentiate the personal to the professional side of things um, but at the same time it's like just have fun as well like you know I think that's been the beauty of the industry that I've worked you know I've made I've forged so many great relationships made so many brilliant friends and I've had, I have had fun away, along the way but um yeah if only you could just wind back and go there's been some moments where you're just like don't worry about it and it will be okay um, yeah. following your dreams and 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 don't be afraid to step up and ask, you know, for help or ask for more. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think anyone um, could take that advice on any time of your life is, you know, we've got to stop worrying about what other people think of us. We've got to step up. We've got to aim higher. We're not, don't be afraid to ask and have courage. I think that's great advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I, it was so many insights there and and a lot of really key things key takeaways so um i really am happy that we can share this to other people i hope anyone who's listening can um take some of this advice on um you're a great networker you're fantastic at what you do um i'm super proud of 
you know, how much you've achieved in the last 12 months. And I can't wait to see where you're going to take the business next. Thank you. Well, with your advice and help, I'm sure it will, it will go from strength to strength. <laughs> oh, you have a great day. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Take care.